This is a podcast from Rover. But first up on the programme today, we all know how good our fruit is from the orchards around the fruit bowl districts of New Zealand. But some of it comes off imperfect, of course. What do you do with that? Well, for one new company, they've decided that fruit is best deployed in new single-serve desserts from Lilo. That is the company. Co-founder Cleo Gilmore joins us now to talk about uh, this dairy-free dessert, the new cheesecake in the chiller. Cleo, great to have you on the show. How are you? Good, Dom. I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How long has this been going for, this particular company, Lilo? When did you found this company? So we've been developing it in the background for more than two years now. Um, and we just launched into New World Stores nationwide in September last year. Right, so it's in its infancy. How's it going so far? Really awesome. Um, it's been fantastic to see the reception of the new product across New World. We sold out across um, heaps of locations just instantly. And people, as you can imagine, are really surprised at how delicious uh, a dairy-free cheesecake is. Yeah, um, I imagine that, um, I don't know, has there been any sort of pushback from, um, I guess, dairy proponents around the idea of a dairy-free cheesecake? Oh, I think you get the odd voice here and there, but I think ultimately um, people understand how important it is to grow the New Zealand food story. And that means, you know, growing the different kinds of proteins and food offerings that we're giving New Zealanders and the world. And people are really behind the mission that we're doing with our fruit as well. So thinking about how we're revaluing our produce, not just putting all the value on the perfect stuff, but thinking about, you know, the second, the third grade produce, how are we really highlighting the goodness and deliciousness of that? And that's what Lilo is focusing on with the cheesecake. Yeah, the fruit is the really interesting part of it. And, um, you know, obviously we've got tremendous fruit growing regions around the country. A lot of them have been hit, obviously, recently with uh, Mm. weather events and things like that. But the idea of the imperfect fruit, um, because there is a lot of food waste out there as well, and I know that that's something that uh, food waste groups have been talking about where did you get the idea to use imperfect fruit so a couple of things really um lilo really started in a cherry orchard so i think the season we sort of came up with the idea uh, central otago had had a really hard year and they lost about two thousand tons of fruit so mm-hmm. that's just in central otago i think that's about something like 140 dump trucks if you can imagine wow. that piled up with cherries which is ridiculous right you think of the economic um the personal implications of that mm. And myself and the team, we have a background working between New Zealand and Asia, myself particularly with Taiwan and China. And I'd seen this demand for New Zealand fruit, um, particularly cherries and kiwi fruit. You know, you're over there and you say, oh, I'm from New Zealand. And people say, oh, kiwi fruit, cherries. Like they right. know New Zealand. They're the, two th- they're the two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Kiwi fruit yeah, and cherries. It's not Lord of the Rings. Kiwi fruit and cherries. They're not bad things to hang your hat on though, I've got to say. Absolutely right. And we do grow some of the world's best produce. You know, our, um, our thin ozone, our clean climate, it actually does create more nutritious, more delicious fruit. And so to see sort of the disconnect between that and the fruit that is going to waste was just gut-wrenching and a grower is the last person who wants to see that happen right so we were thinking okay how can we sort of extend the brand story around this New Zealand fruit what's a value-add product that we can create with it 
Uh, and cheesecake actually has a really sort of cult following in Asia. Okay. Every week, yeah, there'll be sort of like a new cheesecake store pop up, and there'll be queues down the street, people just lining up to get cheesecake. So we thought it was a perfect platform to really highlight um, the taste and goodness of New Zealand fruit. I didn't know that uh, about the popularity of the cheesecake in China, but there you go, you've been there. So in what capacity were you uh, spending time in China in terms of, I guess, what would be uh, um, formerly your day job? I don't know if it still is or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I first went up there uh, just to learn Mandarin on a bit of a gap year. Right. And that's when I really sort of got inspired by the opportunities for New Zealand products in Asia. Mm. And then I worked for a company awesome company called United Media Solution and we did digital marketing for New Zealand brands in China so there's a firewall with China so you don't have your Instagram you don't have your Facebook you don't have your website we used the Chinese platforms to really tell New Zealand brand stories right and this was like I absolutely love that job sort of representing New Zealand products on the world stage and knew one day I really wanted to start my own thing oh right and that's where uh, Lilo comes and why Lilo why Lilo? Um, so I teamed up with a couple of other co-founders, Alex Worker and Russell Haynes, um, and Lilo uh, stands stands for Last In, Last Out, which is sort of um, how we think about our mission, thinking about what's um, sustainable for the next generation, thinking about how we're um, doing things for the future and for the planet and for the people. And it's also just a fun, funky, nice name. Yeah, it is. I agree. I was just interested in where, where you know, where, where you got it. I was just thinking of floaty things in summer on the lake or something like that. You know, um, that is the vibe. Yeah, 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 totally. Which is good. It's a good. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolutely uh, spot on vibe, especially when you look at, you know, the sort of the summer fruit thing as well. So Central Otago, I understand, provide cherries and plums, and you uh, get lemons and uh, the golden kiwi fruit from Gisborne and Tupuki. That is correct. Yeah, so really heroing those regions. So uh, the idea or the decision then to go with um, a sort of uh, well, a non-dairy cheesecake as well, is that in part due to the, um, uh, the I, I guess, the, the export potential of the product? Totally, yeah. I mean, um, lactose intolerance is huge around Asia, and I think we're seeing a massive rise in alternative proteins globally. Mm. And I think it's a really awesome opportunity for New Zealand to think about how we are servicing that future market. And Lilo really took up the challenge, and we've worked with awesome food technologists and manufacturers to bring it to life. Yeah, um, that that is very true because I know that the the popularity of things like sheep's milk and deer milk in mm. China is massive as well because of the lactose factor. Uh, there's a lot less in, in those particular uh, milk um, uh, varieties, I guess you could call them. Um, where are they actually made? So they are made in Vangiora, just north of Christchurch. Yeah, we have an epic um, manufacturing partner down there, and Rangiora Bakery, and they have been so just on this journey with us from the get-go and it's awesome to work with sort of a team who really gets making bakery products mm. and they're super innovative they're fantastic problem solvers they've really got that number eight wire mentality um, and we're really excited to be growing with them with Lilo. You've been going pretty well too in terms of, uh, I mean, as I said earlier, it's um, early days in terms of the company and the product, but you, you did win the Food Starter competition, uh, which has, I guess, mm. got you on the shelves in a new world. Um, so there's been a couple of accolades um, early on. 
Yeah, the food starter competition was a lot of fun and it was pretty cool to see the reception it got from so many sort of senior people at foodstuffs and in the New Zealand food industry um, because there's a lot of, there's a bit of pushback around plant-based, a perception that plant-based things don't taste great. But we've spent a lot of time on the taste and texture of lilo. So nine out of 10 people, when they're tasting it now, they have no idea that it's dairy-free. Um, and since food started, we've also taken on some investing uh, investment from Big Idea Ventures, mm-hmm. which is a Singaporean um, alternative protein investor and accelerator. They're one of the world's leading um, alternative protein investors. Uh, so they've been really great to hop on board and we're sort of looking at the moment with them on our next stage of growth um, into international markets. Yeah, it's an interesting point you raised because I have spoken to people uh, along the red meat uh, sector and mm. um, the, you get the like Impossible Burger and things like that and they, they had an initial burst of popularity but I think for a couple of reasons, price being one of them, um, mm. it kind of tapered off a bit um, after that. So how are you finding it in terms of, say, like repeat customers and price points and, and all those things that have kind of hampered the um, alternative uh, red meat sector yeah like i mean i guess prices pricing's been tough for everyone across the food sector Mm. over the last sort of 12 months or so Um, we're working really closely with new world on our price positioning to make sure that we are sort of hitting that grab and go occasion but it is a premium product like we are using premium new zealand fruit and you know we're not importing something that's sort of 90 percent sugar and with a bit of fruit flavoring in there so Mm. we really are capturing that premium market uh and in terms of uh, uptake, we've had a really great reception. People are, we know from the data that people are coming back for a second one after they've tried it. And I think um, what's interesting in New Zealand is we've designed it for a grab-and-go consumer, which would be really popular overseas. So you'd have a convenience store, for example, where you'd get a lot of your snacks and sort of pop in um, to buy things from. In New Zealand, the grab-and-go dessert section is really new. So we are doing a lot of, um, I guess, consumer education around teaching people that you can actually have a cheesecake as a snack. And I mean, why not, right? You can just grab and go a cheesecake. You don't have to wait for something to thaw that's then family-sized that then you might regret eating <laughs> for, uh, for the whole thing. Yeah. you like, oh, eat, just have a piece. I'd yeah. eat the whole thing. There's just no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it's there, right? Yeah. Um, so there is a bit of, like, education around, um, you know, just a new snacking opportunity but I think people are really excited by that and they're loving the innovation. Yeah that's good so I, I understand there's a coconut cream cheese uh, sort of in the middle that's the, the the cheesecake part of it if you like. Yeah but it doesn't taste like coconut um, so there's sort of some like we put in like lactic acid and sort of these other um, nice things to make give it that kind of cream cheese tang as well. Yeah, right. Coconut is a really polarizing flavor, right? You eat dairy three things and you sort of get sick of the taste of coconut. Um, so there's been a lot of technology that and development that's gone into making something that um, can sit in the supermarket and you know it's a three layered product, right? So you've got the fruit layer, the cream cheese layer, and then the biscuit layer. And um, those all sort of interact with each other. So we've put a lot of work into making sure that it can sit on the supermarket and travel around the country to get to people. Damn, I'm going to have to try these. They're sounding very tempting indeed. (laughs) Um, uh, Just finally, um, Cleo, um, 
I understand that you basically set the company up, um, you know, to be a, a global company. Um, mm. So how is that going and what plans have you got in that regard? Yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, I guess that was the cool thing about the founding team is we all had that international background. So we had that international mindset around the potential of how big this could be. Um, so we've made some uh, early inroads into the USA at the moment, um, getting in front of some buyers who are absolutely loving it. And then I'm actually heading off to on a trip to Taiwan, Singapore and China uh, this week to talk with some potential distributors and buyers over there. So we are in that next phase of growth and we've just hired an awesome GM, um, Sam Gunia, who's come on board. And yeah, it's a really exciting time and I'm so stoked that we are getting to take this international after a few years of, um, you know, working on it in our home turf. Well done. It's um, great success so far in the early stages of uh, the company. Uh, Lilo is the name, single serve desserts using imperfect New Zealand fruit of some of our best orchards. Uh, Cleo Gilmore, co-founder, great to have you on the show. Really interesting chat and uh, let's, let's do it again sometime. Thanks, Dom. Yeah, hey, enjoy that cheesecake. I know you're going to go out <laughs> You know thanks it. Thanks for having me on.